This episode of Back to Work is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace 6 is out and it is gorgeous. It is everything you need to create an exceptional website. Sign up for your account today at squarespace.com slash back to work. And if you want to see some screencasts of me rebuilding my own site from scratch with Squarespace 6, please visit merlinm.com slash S6. We are very grateful to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Hello? Oh, hey, Merlin. How are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <clears throat> Got a little bit of nut throat. Hey, look at me. I'm Merlin Man. I can sing. I can dance. When I come out of the shower, I'm dirtier than I am when I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I, you know what? I just want to encourage you to follow your bliss, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever direction that takes you. I, I think I screwed up big time. I, I, don't, I think I incompletely sealed my nice nuts. And now they're a little bit stale. What does that mean, my nice nuts? Nice! No, those. You see, I found a brownie called nice. You found a brownie called nice at the, at the Walgreens? I think that's where it was. Is Walgreens pay? Have you tried that bacon jerky? I don't, I don't think I've tried that. It's really good. It's really good. I can see three different nice products on my desk right now. I got nice almonds. <clears throat> I got, uh, is this I got a brand the, uh, is it, or is it just the way you feel about them? Um, which one are you? I'm Dan. I talked about this last week on our program, Back to Work. Oh, yeah. Available on the 5 by 5 network. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're probably reading uh, Wasabi Yojimbo. Appreciate it. Seriously, thank you. Man, what's going on? Someone just brought me some coffee. I think this is... Hmm. It's really good. That wasn't Hattie, right? No. Okay, good. I, mm. uh, I, uh, uh, hmm. Is this, this is new, old, old, new, Dan, we're dealing with now? I don't know. You tell me. I just, it just always feels the same. I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to make it weird, but that photo of, uh, of Hattie covered with wires. <laughs> well, I showed you that same pile of wires in my, uh, in my closet in my home studio. Remember Did that? Did you make her get underneath that? She was trying to untangle it. I didn't make her do anything. You don't untangle it. You take it to the curb like a gentleman. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. I have For you? a feeling that, that that is probably. I didn't want to say it on the internet because mm. I don't want to cause trouble. But I have a feeling that photo is probably someone's special thing. Oh right. No, I mean it is the internet. It's a big place. You never. You ever know. see the tentacle stuff? Oh, of course I have. I mean, who you know hasn't? Think tentacles? I'm looking at it right now. What is that? A, is that a Cthulhu thing or exclusively Japanese? I don't work ping pong. But is that is is that is? Are there people in the states that are into the tentacles? I, I know of one that is. Really personally. No, I mean, I know somebody, not me. You know, of somebody. I know a, a person who's into it. Someone who's not me. No, definitely not me. Definitely. Definitely hmm. not me. 82. 82. 616. <laughs> it's hard to get, it's, it's going to be harder and harder for people to get into this show. And can I tell you why? For a long time, it was pretty straightforward. Uh, for, for a long time, it's been, it's been uh, just impenetrable in terms of these references that our audience doesn't understand. I would just like to say that as of, as of now, today, you don't understand them either. I don't understand. For a long time, I haven't understood my own references. <laughs> and now, as of today, I officially don't know what you're talking about anymore. Yeah. Maybe, maybe old Dan's in a fugue state. Have you thought about that? I, no, I haven't really thought about that. I've got to learn more about fugue states. Oh, man. Good week? Big week. Huge. It, big, big week for you, huh? Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had a pretty big week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been really good. Uh, yeah. My daughter started school again today. It's oh, really man. What, yeah, is, is she in a grade? Is it still preschool or what? It's, uh, it's, you know, it's preschool. Yeah. Hey, you got any packet loss? 
Ah, let's see. Nope, zero, zero, clean. Five by five. Five by five. Okay, cut that out. Um, you're Why a little bit you, robo. You want to I, drop you and bring zero. you back? Mm, I should zero on both sides, but you want to do a redo real quick? Yeah, I'll do a redo. I don't care. Okay. Now we got to get him back. Sounds not even ringing. Oh, there it goes. But, you know, don't cut any of that out. That no, I'll leave all that in there. 82. 82, 82, 82. Oh, 82. <laughs> that's our episode number. I understand. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Right. I think I understand our show again. Yeah. Would you like to um, pay some attention to the, the show numbering? I'm, <laughs> There's a lot more than 82 toothpicks, Ray. You see, now I'm back to where I don't understand what's <laughs> happening anymore. I uh yeah no I got show notes right in front of me two forty six total. Wow oh 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 is that a, no Rain Man? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Whoa, that was like a muffled bell. Well, you know what it is. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, muffle you know, music. Wow wow wow! I don't know what's going on today. I have too much coffee but now. That's I have more. With all, I had to. You know what? I just made a fiddly coffee. What? Tell me about this. This uh, what is this thing you put in the skull score? Thing you oh, dump yeah. in your coffee that makes it more poisonous. Stoke. Stoke. I yeah. googled you that know, after the show, and that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, something my friend Chris Coldren taught me in uh, college is that you should always be circumspect about about buying and consuming any any food type product that whose name has been altered for legal reasons. So it's one thing to go out and get chocolate, you know, as a chocolate. It's another thing to get like chocolate cereal. And it's another thing to get cereal that has been self-described as chocorific. <laughs> because there's a good chance the lawyers got their mitts on that. And there's not, not a goddamn piece of chocolate in that whole thing. See, I think you got, you got different kinds. I want, I want to use the bell with a little more nuance. Right? Okay. So I'm afraid that if I, if I make every one of them a... See, that's a whole note. I think sometimes I just go, yeah, and that's good. But then sometimes, like when Roderick really gets going, I'll just go, goddamn it! That's a different program. Ah, oh, man. You want to start the show? Yeah, let's go ahead and start it. I got nothing, nothing but follow-up. I have, I have so much follow-up and I got nothing, I got very little to talk about, but I got, I got a lot of, I got a lot of follow-up that we can probably skip, but that's literally all I've got. What do you got? Hmm. Not too any much. Updates on the, any updates on the shirts? Well, uh, I don't know if people saw it. I think you retweeted it, but last week they had completed doing the screens which is the process that they use to prepare, you know, the way that they print stuff uh, onto the shirts, a screen printing. Mm-hmm. So they had this beautiful sort of chin of you. It was like your chin. It didn't look as old. As, uh, I'm worried that it, you're not going to look old enough on these I think shirts. people, that could be an aftermarket add-on. Maybe we could sell stickers with furrows. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people could get like a, uh, like a light gray Sharpie. Because well, really, like, really a dark brown Sharpie would be better, probably. You do look really old in these, um, and homeless in these videos yeah. that you're doing. I like them, though. They're very informative. You like the picture of me in the yard? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the shirts are going uh, well. They have, the blanks are ordered, and I think this, this week uh, is when they are starting to ship out. So what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and pay a visit to the amplifier uh, those are the guys that make it to their production run and see if, if we can't make it because sometimes they do like late night runs and stuff. So if we can't do that, no, call now. If we can't do that, then they'll take some pictures for us. But I would love to have some pictures of Merlin's face being printed out on the shirts as they 
as they begin their journey. That'd be awesome. You could do one of those things like Mr. Rogers or Zoom, you know, where you would have some kind of behind the scenes, like where Mr. Rogers or Mr. McFeely, which is just a terrible name, would go and uh, and go go and watch something getting made, like canes. You could go to a canes. You could go to a cane factory. That'd be great. You could make that a bonus feature on the uh, on the DVD. Yeah. That, I just, the only reason I mentioned Dan is just, you know, I like to keep our, uh, our listeners were kind enough to, you know, uh, you know, order the shirt. So just, you know, just checking in. That's yeah, all. Yeah, no, I That's think all. it's a great idea. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, I think people would enjoy it. I just sent you a photo of me in the garden. It's, a, it's very high resolution. So if you really zoom in, you, you can get a good look. But did you notice in the video, the one I just put up, I shaved and I've got a haircut and stuff? Yeah, no, I didn't. I did notice that. Do you think I got that a helps? Jonathan Colton, I got a Jonathan Colton shirt that I've only been wearing for, what is today, a week and a half? So, oh my gosh, look at this. Why the hat though? Like, do you set this up? Is it posed or is this just... Can you understand what percentage of heat... Did, did you not have parents? Most of your body heat is released through your head. Well, at least when you're young. Uh, when you get older, a lot of your body heat comes out of other uh, places. I know you guys think you're going to be immune. You're not going to be immune. You're going to have heat coming out of everywhere. This is your backyard? Maybe. <laughs> You tell me. You tell me. You don't have a. You don't have a giant, giant portrait of Abraham Lincoln in your backyard. Uh, no, I also don't have a strange metal ironwork kind of thing. It's not strange. It's a gate. I was making. I was, it's an homage to Howard Finster. My daughter and I made. She's a big Howard Finster fan. She loves loves the cover of R.M.'s Reckoning in particular. Finster, big fan. Finster. You know he's a minister. I think he passed. Hmm. Did you ever listen to R.M. when they were good? Yeah, yeah. Cut that out. Did you ever listen to R.M.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were my band. That, that, I was one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm like that guy. Mm-hmm. Like Rush, Rush and REM are two bands where I'm like that. That was my band. You're allowed to like them, but you're only allowed to like them up to this point. And then you're not really allowed to like them because I liked them first. Okay. Yeah, I remember when Signals came out. I was really bummed. Now Signals came out when you were what two or three? Uh, well, I think first they were like a consultancy, and then eventually they did Basecamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow, man. What kind of coffee you get there? It's pretty good. We just found a new place. I told you about this uh, Capricorn. We still like Brown Owl, Brown Owl Coffee, 1131 Terrell Street. But we um, recently discovered this place called Capricorn. And they, Capricorn. I don't know how they... Capricorn. <laughs> people, people who are new to the show right now are like, what, what is this? You know what you should do? You should get uh, some index cards and write things down. Okay. And then send and, those to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, work in dashes. You could do uh, what I have called the procrastination dash, what's since been called the Pomodoro, Pomodoro <laughs> method. <laughs> Pomodoro, because you get a tomato timer. <laughs> Pomodoro. Wow. I saw, I saw an app. I saw an app the other day. I got an app uh, based on my friend uh, TJ, the technologist. I found this app that uh, uh, it's, it's about cleaning up your habitat, like your, your, you know, your area. And they've got the uh, they've got a built-in dash. They do a, uh, they've got procrastination dashes built right in. You take a little break every few minutes. You know, I used to do a website a long time ago. I got all kinds of hacks. You want some more hacks? I could do a whole show just of hacks. You want to do a hack show? Yeah, hack it up. I'd hack it up. Let's do it. That's no, actually no, not one of those are kind of, we lose people on those. We lose large swashes of uh, listeners. You lo- we lose a swash every, every time a swash we- swash uh, and a sw- swath, both. I, you, know, you know me. <laughs> this I'm is a good a, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, you I, got the name Merlin up there on, on Twitter. What's, how's that? I mean, on Flickr, rather. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. It's called, uh, it's called uh, SEO pollution. Yeah, you know, actually what I was doing in that photograph is I was testing out this uh, amazing... That's the, Here's the thing. The reason I'm holding my information phone, uh, there's this really cool app you can get. We shouldn't talk about apps because we lose swashes of people when we do that, but... <laughs> Swap this. 
You, you hook up. In my case, I hooked up my uh, my little. I think it was a might have been. You love. You love it. You just love it. You just wait for moments like that. Which one? Just for me. Oh, to say, that. You commented on this. You commented on uh, on this twenty months ago. You said this is exactly how I've always imagined your office. <laughs> yeah, I did. I guess I've seen it before. Thank you, Dan. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's this cool. Uh, I forget what it is, but it's this app that works with the iPhone and your Mac, where you can hook up your DSLR to your uh, to your laptop via you know a little USB cable, and you can control the DSLR from your iOS device. So in this case, I was experimenting just because I want to see how it worked. And, and yeah, it's not too bad. Well, that, is that the 70 or is that the... I don't know which one that is. It's not bad. Yeah, Lincoln. You know, Lincoln was... Uh, I've taught my daughter that, that she, she can just forget about all the other presidents as long as she learns about Lincoln. Yeah, he's, well, very, he's really the only important one. Yeah. I think he had a, uh, a glandular disorder. And, Acro, and acromegaly? Acromegaly is what Rondo Hatton had. I'm not, and that might be what... Uh, I think you're Miller thinking of Andre said. the Giant. No, no, no. He had Andre the Giant disease. Andre the Giant disease. He had the thing, you know, where you keep parts of your body keep growing, like Joey Ramone. You ever seen Rondo Hatton? You ever seen Rondo Hatton? One of the great character actors. Forgotten. Really, it's a, it's a tragedy. One of the great forgotten character actors, Rondo Hatton. Oh, yeah. No, I'm look, I just uh, looked him up. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know where you go to Google that, but I'm going to look up Rondo Hatton. He's a very interesting looking man. I don't think he got a lot of leading man work. <laughs> look at that guy, huh? Yeah, now, what did, what did Rondo Hatton have? Acromegaly. Oh. Do you have acromegaly? Yeah. Is that is that is that ping pong? Is that ableist? Is there a better word for it now? Uh, chin chin growthification. Acromegaly. Hillsboro High School, Beverly Hills. That can come on. That comes on later in life. You're not always born with that. Is that right? Can it's it? like it's like mutant powers. Yeah, but not good ones. What if Kitty Pride had just gotten a big chin? That'd be super weird. Yeah, I got my daughter a dragon. She's very excited. I got her a Lockheed. Oh, you she did? Where'd you find that? It's the, you know it's an off-brand Lockheed. I Ooh. found a comic shop near my house that I didn't even know about, and it's awesome. I go in there, and I have, I, I have two feet of Marvel Masterworks now, or like TPBs in general, like at, at the house. I'm starting to have to hide them from my wife. I consider, I'm getting to be a little bit nerdy about comics again. That's super nerdy. I go into that place, and it's like it's all phonetic. I can't understand anything they're talking about. You know there's like an Uncanny Avengers coming? You know about this? What, like a movie? Do you think this is what people tune in for? No. Um, okay. Uh, what do we got? Uh, what do we got? What do we got? We got the shirts. We talked about the shirts. Oh, you know something I posted? Uh, and I, I think we can do a better version of this. But, but because of the very nature of us talking for over 10 minutes uh, about, about uh, whatever it is we're talking about, I, I put up a thing I called the Back to Work Starter Pack. I did not get your clearance for this. I didn't even ask you if I could use the name. But I put up, did you see the Back to Work Starter Pack? I did. It's such a nice collection of stuff. Well, it was, uh, I had to do it really quickly because I had to get home, but uh, I put up a, f a few episodes and I didn't even put the names or anything, but we should do that. We should have, we should have, we talked about this on our last man call is how we should have a thing maybe on the wiki. Maybe we should get some of the jackals to help us with the wiki where they could point to the things that they would like that would make it less inscrutable to find out things about Rondo Hatton and coffee. You know, that's, that's going to be hard. It's a ramp up, they call that. So I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that that's uh, in show notes. Dan, we're, we did it again. We did it again. Dan, where do people find show notes for this uh, five, five by 5tv slash B is in boy, two is in the number, W is in women, slash 82. Yeah. Easy. See, the thing is, you see, you see lots of handsome men all the time, but it seems to me you meet a Rondo Hatton and he's going to make an impression. Mm. You know? You walk into a room, you walk in a room full of guys that have Botox, 
you see a guy like this, character actor. Now, Ray, Ray Milan was a very handsome man. <sighs> um, so uh, that's, I think that's good. I, I, you know, I think for people, if you're trying to get your friends started with this stuff, I think, I think uh, the easiest, I, I'm going to say E1, E5, E7. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's understandable to people. I think E1 is, is a very, episode one. See, again, I, even when I'm trying to get people a ramp in, I'm dropping the ramp. <sighs> episode one, I think is good for self-evident reasons. Uh, episode five is one of my favorites because I get all mad for the first time. You like episode seven. And I called that the golden age. Did mm. you see how I made a Marvel joke or I had the different ages? Yeah, it was really cool. It was a nice way to separate the different categories of the I should, have spent, I should have spent more time on it nah, anyway it's great it's a general thing to say you know if you if you're looking where to get started if you're just tuning in for the first time uh welcome uh f- f- hat and family uh but you know if you want to tell your friends because sometimes people like to tell their friends about these things i'm not trying to encourage that i'm not encouraging that i'm just saying that i want to i want to serve the audience so we should we should do that stuff with the wiki you know, there's a wiki for, for, for the five by five did you know that i did it's a wiki.fivebyfive.tv and if you'd like to contribute just send in an email Five by five TV slash contact, and you can get in there and help us flesh it out. Well, you know, Josh the Oak is very, very busy. He has a job and he works extremely hard. So he used to spend, I think, about sixteen hours a day on the wiki, and he doesn't have that time anymore. He still writes the show notes for for our show. Thank you, Josh. But uh, I, I have to say, I, I I haven't run this by you like like so many things today. But I would like to get if people are interested, uh, I would like to get some more help with the wiki uh, to do our topic index we've talked about. You know, like do a collection. Here's all the places that Dan demanded you quit your job. You know, yeah. here's, the, here's, where, here's where we had a bulk bag for the first time. Searchable. I think handy. Star Troopers? Searchable. Hmm. Searchable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, taxonomy. Oh, uh, we got that. You see that picture of Ryan I put up? I put up a picture of little Ryan. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Isn't he handsome? He really is. We kid about Lil Ryan and how young he is. He's, he's really, really, I think he's very, very young. I mean, he is really young and he, in, in his youth and uh, success is very intimidating to old guys like us. Absolutely. And he has wisdom beyond his years, however many years that is. The, the wisdom clearly exceeds that. It's nice to work with him. I like that guy. Yeah, he's a great the guy. Wiki, um, I'm going to really, really regret this. Um, like so many things, Dan, but I'm, I'm going to say this because uh, people have asked. I... Uh, I, I think I must have been drunk last week in the afternoon. I offered people, people like index cards. They like, they like seeing, some people, some people like seeing things that I've written on index cards, particularly for the Roderick on the Line show. I have made an offer that I'll probably regret, which is if you send me a self-addressed stamp envelope, I will, to the best of my ability, try to send you an index card. Is this an index card that has been used in an official game? Oh, I uh, used the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. no, it's a game card. It's a full, it's a full game card. It's a Spalding. Hmm. Like was this but, one? Uh, that, was it pitched out, or was it just one of those at the beginning of the game where they just sort of pitch them and they don't really mean anything? Might be foul balls. I, I, I've, I've had foul balls. I had that in college. I had to get a cream. Uh, but that's you know that's the ones that you get the uh, pop tip <clears throat> to the stands. Uh, that's in show notes. You can go. I'm not going to be too explicit about it, but if you can figure it out, you'll see where you can send an SAS. Did you see the photograph of the, how many I got so far? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of them, and uh, it looks like now are these the incoming. These are the incoming ones those you are the targeted requests. for yeah. sending yes. out. Okay. Those are the, those are the card targets. <laughs> yeah. Card targets. How many total do you want to say? or, do it, or that, no. that I've received? Yeah. I, I, I have 288 index cards that I have put my hand to for Roderick on the line, uh, which I posted as a PDF on uh, Kung Fu Grip just so people could see all of them. Uh, I, I have a feeling I might run out of cards. So How I did you... 
this the PDF of this is kind of strange, and I, I'm curious how you actually like photograph them or whatever. What is it? Are those real like thumbnailed images? Are you scanning them? What is? Yeah, this? yeah. Actually, if you could put that in notes, that'd be great. This is this sure. is another thing. This is why we should talk about about tricks. This it's is four good. and a half meg zip file. If you want them all, you know, some people are really really crazy about what's called scan snap snap scan the Fujitsu uh, part of my saying uh, scanner. I've never found a huge like regular use of mine but for an instance like this it's unparalleled it's it's so amazing so you hook this thing up to your to your in my case my mac and it looks kind of like the opposite of a printer right it's got a little hopper and you stick in paper and it um scans it and you can hook it up with read iris or whatever if you're going to do that uh ocr stuff but in that instance it, that took about 15 minutes to just drop in a whole bunch of index cards it scans it into one big pdf and uh, you're good to go. So that's what that is. It's neat. This thing's really neat. I mean, I have some friends who swear by the scanning stuff. There's some people who are really dedicated to the whole paperless, um, you know, lifestyle, which which I I, I get, but I, I've never found that that useful personally. I do a lot of stuff like I do a lot of stuff like involving like Dropbox. Like for example, when I uh, have a receipt for something that I buy, I go to the save dialog and save as a Dropbox web receipt. So I've got receipts of all that kind of stuff, but if you uh, if you're a big scanning kind of person, this thing's amazing, and I think they just they just keep getting better. I keep hearing about new ones that come out, but it's pretty neat. You can go in and set up your basic settings and say, in this case, you know, uh, I decided I should probably do color instead of black and white, and it it just scans it all in. It's pretty great. That is pretty so anyway, great. yeah, it is. It's it's really neat. So that's in show notes. Uh, if you guys, I I can't promise because the volume is way higher than expected, but people ask, so I thought I'd mention it again. And and thank you very much to people who are interested. It's super cool. Um, and I, you know, I don't have that many for this show because I, I mostly type on this show. Isn't that interesting? What does that mean? You mostly type like for notes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like, I, some of these, when I look at, cause I down, I went and downloaded this thing. You haven't heard the show. And one of the examples of what I'll see, hmm. is this just sort of like an idea thing for can you? you? Can, can you give me an example? Cape, cape. Oh, the word cape on a card twice. No, twice, one above the other. And yeah. what's really weird is like, the well, I don't want to get into the way you do your E's, which is, wow. Lowercase or uppercase? Lowercase or uppercase? It uh, looks like a lowercase. Lowercase, lower, lower case. Looks yeah, more like got, a schwa. 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 I, mean, I, have a, I have a lot of problems with my E's. You saying it looks upside down? Diacritical? I don't know. Love that show. I, I, I make really weird E's. My handwriting, like a lot of people who type most of the day, has really, really degraded over the years. As you can see, now in that instance, uh, one time when John, uh, John Roderick, when he, one time when he was in town visiting uh, with his band, it was around Halloween, and I wanted him to tell the anecdote of when we went to Walgreens and he bought a cape and then wore it everywhere for a while. So he bought a costume cape, and I thought it was so important, I wrote cape down, and then I thought it was so, so important that I wrote it again. I still don't know why I wrote Well, Jeff that's Gold. the thing. There's no context for any of these. You don't so need, don't... You don't need... It's not context. It's, it's, you know, I'm writing it down to, to, to remember John Roderick. Okay. I, yeah, some of them are probably pretty hard to understand, I, I'm guessing, right? Well, like 1984 crying with water yeah. smeared on the thing. Like, I could see these being a really cool art installation, and then at the bottom it would say, you know, sadly, this mental patient uh, never <laughs> fully regained use of his faculties, and you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I understand. Fra- well, frame the content. Could- Do these mean anything to you later or anything? Everything means everything to me, Dan. That's the problem. I, you know what I should do? I should let people have uh, bits of my yarn. My yarn is that a my euphemism? Push, <laughs> my yarn and my push pins I use to make all the connections. Wow. 
<laughs> there have been times in my life that, uh, especially in the... Do you ever hear a radio years. playing when there is no radio? <laughs> you will. <laughs> in the early days of 43 Fullers, I mean, I, I, largely because I really, I, I'm still super into index cards for a variety of reasons. We had a, I think we had an episode where we talked about this one time, but you know, I, there's, I, I use index cards a lot. I, I don't save them for any reason other than I think they're fun. And in this case, now I'm going to put them to something like a use. But uh, well, there's this point where I realized I was, I was reaching a, a zenith of, of fiddliness. Josh, when um, there were these, there were these uh, almost Talmudic discussions on, on uh, 43 folders about, um, about things like index card systems. And there's one guy in particular who was a really nice guy, a really smart guy. And, and he had like these incredibly detailed like flicker sets of how he had set up his index card things. And he was using great index cards and he was coloring in like, you know, at the top part, he would color in part of a square to use almost like a file tab and he had these shoe boxes and then he had a system involving small envelopes that he would put them in like projects. And I started doing that and then I really, I felt a little nesh after a while, you know, because I, I have found stuff like that extremely absorbing. I've bought that stuff, I think it's called card tape. There's this stuff that you can buy, it looks like felt, but it's kind of sticky and the notion is you stick it to your wall, it's this tape that's maybe four inches wide and then, you know, it's a holiday time, you want to put your cards on the wall without marring you know, the bulkhead. So you, you stick them on there. And I had this whole thing where I had this, this huge, um, like pilot, like dashboard of index cards over my desk. Wow. The, you know, it, it, it worked in, in that case before stuff like OmniFocus, I had one area that was like current projects. Another one was like tasks that, that I was going to work on. But you know, that's a big rabbit hole if you're not careful. You know what I mean? No, it is a big one. Yeah. You never had stuff like that. Now, no, your problem is you don't write anything down. I don't, don't I? I mean, I have, I have people to write things down for me. Yeah. But then your people don't write things down. Is I that know. right? Well, sometimes they do. You can make me, you know, make me a good chapter and verse on this? Well, here's the, here's the thing. I woke up this morning. Da, 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 and you didn't know we had a show today. <laughs> no, I didn't know we had a show today because I, I didn't write it down when we were on the call. I put down in my notes, three, 2 p.m. I put down 3 p.m. Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, no, and we should explain. And, and just, I, I'm not about to defend you, but, but uh, because that's unacceptable. But, but it's not really, it's totally acceptable. But, but no, here's the thing. You're working on a thing that I think is really brilliant, which is that you're going to go, am I jumping ahead here? Can mm. I, you've already put this on the calendar, right? Yeah. You're going to have uh, a show, one, one of the Dan co-hosted shows, every morning at 8, oh, excuse me, eight at Pacific, 11 no, Central. 11 Central, no, 10 Central, 8 Pacific, mm. 12 no, to 11 Eastern. I hate time zones so much. I hate it. 10 Central, 11 Eastern, eight year time. Yeah. And so we're going to go back to our traditional. Yeah, the old, old school. Go back to old Merlin. Old Tuesdays. Because I, I always felt like I was kind of, I was kind of ganking uh, Marco's uh, spotlight on, on Mondays. Because, you know, he only gets his episode up for a little while before we hop in there, you know. But, um, uh, but, uh, but, but no, we, we'd, we'd agreed to that. And there's some confusion because I'm going to be out of town tomorrow. We couldn't do the show then. So. Uh, I think that's what people do for. <laughs> I uh, and that's why it was confusing. Now, now my problem, and this 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 certainly can go back to this what David Allen uh, has called ubiquitous capture. David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done, which is copyright David Co. two thousand one. Um, it's there's a lot of aspects to this. Um, the, the the aspect that gets a lot of people hooked on what he has called ubiquitous capture is the idea of. You know, anytime something occurs to you, you want to, as they say, capture it. And so the bigger thing in GTD is the trusted system stuff. We won't get into all of that. But, you know, 
initially for me, it was something where I went, oh, you know, call Starkist about feeding mayonnaise to tuna. <laughs> That's a Michael Keaton joke. Uh, but, but, you know, oh, I got to capture my million dollar ideas. Well, I discovered within a couple of weeks that I did not even have that many $4 ideas. But what I did discover was how terrible I was at remembering anything unless I wrote it down right then. I mean, the second huge part and where GTD really does come into play is doing something with all the stuff you've captured. You know, the temporary relief of writing things down is temporary largely because we don't do anything with a lot of what we write down. But I don't know. I mean, uh, that, that helps me a lot. And, you know, we've gone around with this, with the calendar stuff. I go around with this with everybody, with my beloved wife. It's like if it's not on the calendar, like it doesn't exist. I will, I will you know... I will, it will, I will not be there. It will not happen. If it is on the calendar, I will be there. Like, even if you are not, if one is not, I will, I will be there. And man, you live, you live, this is your beyond a Bible for you. I mean, this is your, this is your code, that calendar. Living, well, the thing is, you could say that I'm living in my calendar, but I would say that I live outside my calendar. It's my calendar that allows me to live. Because, and again, back to getting things done, I mean, it's the, what's the term he uses? The hard landscape. Mm. <laughs> landscape has not been hard in so long. But that's all the stuff <laughs> wow. you have to do. Wow. Nothing, nothing, goes, <clears throat> nothing goes on the calendar unless it's something you have to do at a certain time on a certain day. He takes it a step further and says, never put anything on the calendar that won't die if it's not done at that time. Right? And, and that, is, that, used, that is very useful to people who are struggling with getting objects accomplished <laughs> because uh, we have this habit when we procrastinate, as we've said at length, you have this habit of like going, oh, well, if there's this thing I've been putting off, I got to prioritize it. I got to go put it on my calendar. So I'm definitely going to write 50 pages of my novel on Tuesday at 9 a.m. But your brain knows that you don't really have to do that. So, you know, it's like it's accumulating kipple. You put this, you put this little thing. <laughs> oh, wow. <on> <laughs> That's a dick. That's a dick. I'm dropping a dick reference. Do you know a dick reference? Yeah. You could call it a dick joke. It's a Philip K. Uh, uh, dick reference. Uh-huh. He can't cut that out because that was all okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we going to Philip, Philip K. Bloop? <laughs> can't do that. I know. The guy's dead. I know. God, we both love speed. And, uh, and so uh, for, uh, for me, uh, getting, that, getting that stuff into somewhere where I don't have to think about it is huge for me. And if, my brain will know if I put things on my calendar that I don't need to do. I have, actually, I have one calendar. This is really weird. I mean, I have, because I use Gmail, everybody has this one. Uh, I remember back in the days on the Mac, you would have, you could have multiple system folders, but there was one that was called the, the blessed, or as I like to say, the blessed system folder. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, you would bless the folder and that would be, that would mean that when you boot the Mac, it will boot from yeah. the blessed folder. Doesn't that seem crazy today it that does. you could do that? It, well, it was one of those weird things that like, how does that work? How did the computer know? You know, it was, it was that. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't know where that kind of thing would be stored, but it, it seemed, in retrospect, it seems bananas that that worked. But um, I'm not sure what the point of my example is, but, but I, I have a, you, oh yeah, sorry, the blessed calendar. You get a blessed calendar in, in Gmail, which is your, you have a calendar that's associated with your name. I've also got one for my family. I've got one, I've got one that's just called environment. Um, which is where I would put stuff that I might want to know about, but I don't need reminders for necessarily. I can easily, generally easily shut it off to not have a lot of noise. And, and that's environment would be stuff like somebody's going to be in town. It would be something like, you know, uh, you know Dan's going to be on maternity leave or whatever. That's nothing I need to do anything about. If it becomes something I need to do something about, it goes on a task list. 
You know what I mean? It's I, I, that may sound like a distinction without a difference, but it, it's helped me a lot. So I can, you know, wherever I am, usually for me, BusyCal is I'll uh, command. I, again, a, a trick everybody should know. If you command click in a lot of places on a Mac, it selects all clickable things. So if I'm in my calendar list, I can hit command click to turn all my calendars off or to turn all of them on. And in that instance, if I want to see just the stuff that I have to do, I've got my blessed Gmail calendar. But if I want to say everything that's going on, I'll hit turn all the calendars on and I get this explosion of activity that includes things like, oh, here's episodes of, you know, here's when five by five different shows record. Here's when, here's weather. You know what I mean? Here's my tasks from if this, then that. Here is my trip at trips. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. personally, I don't need to see that stuff all the time. And having that blessed calendar, that's a silly term, but it, I can't think of a better way to put it. And there's nothing that goes there that I'm not really going to do something about. You know what I mean? It's like a, a line I used to use back in the day. Um, you know, you should think of your task list as a pocket rather than an attic. Like you don't put everything in there. You just put the most essential things that you'll need. You think about that cascade of the things we carry with us. You've got, you've got the thing that's in your hand, which is the thing that you need right now. That's not funny, Dan. <laughs> no, I didn't even. I got, I got four pockets. All right. And so my left pocket is an iPhone. Um, my right pocket is my, uh, my keys. Um, my back pocket right is a notebook. My back pocket left is a wallet. That's all stuff that I will use repeatedly throughout the day. Now, I mean, I'm 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 not going to carry um, I'm not going to carry like a jar of M and M's in there because I don't need it, and it would get in the way of the other stuff. I do have a backpack. It's got some comic books. It's got a laptop. It's got you know the stuff that I would need at the next level out, and so forth. And to me, having a calendar like that where I really, really, to the extent possible, only ever put stuff that I know I'm going to do, makes a huge difference. Is this too much of a rehash? I don't, not, it's not even familiar to me, so I, I would say no. Every day someone's born who's never seen the Flintstones, right? We, we're not going to stop showing the Flintstones, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, uh, Barney Rubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1966. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I actually think this is a really good thing to, to, um, adopt. Uh, starting, okay, so let's, let's make this really basic and simple. I, I think that the, for most of us, a calendar, people use calendars differently. Like when I did billable work, I would use a, I really loved having a day runner. Um, I used to, uh, no, yeah, day timer. I used to have a day runner back in the day, um, back in the Wall Street era. And then I had a day timer and I would block out the time so I could see where my billable work was. I would like have a code that I had to use for who to bill and how many hours, right? Admin time or work on this case or whatever. Uh, and that became more a way of capturing like the way that people use day one, for example, today. It becomes like, you know, a journal or a, a, a not a day book. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a common book, I guess. You just, you know, or a programmer's journal, right? You're constantly writing this stuff down. Whereas for me, a calendar is really all about future obligation. And this is a pattern that serves the pattern itself well. And, and I'll tell you why. As I said before, if I run into somebody and we want to have uh, coffee sometime, well, first of all, I'm way overbooked <laughs> on these things right now. People who are asking, I'm sorry. But, but I, uh, I try to do that like on Thursdays, you know, on call day. Thursday is like everybody else day. That's where everything goes, where I'm going to try and do stuff with other people. I'll start there and then go somewhere else if I have to to another day. Um, but, but in my case, you know, if we say, hey, let's have coffee. Like if we don't write that down now, there's an 80% chance that that will never happen. On the very off chance that we actually follow up by email later that day, if we don't do it then, there's like a 95% chance that it'll never happen. Or it'll never happen in the immediate future. 
So my inclination as a nerd is to whip out my iPhone and, and put the event in like right then and say, okay, well, are you open at thus and such time? Or you can do a tongue or you can do a lot of different stuff. But, but best of all scenarios, you both take out whatever your calendar device is and say, well, are we both available to be on the planet doing the same thing at the same time? And let's make that decision now. And so my little, and so that, that's what goes on my primary calendar is it's a call, it's a meeting. Even stuff with my family, we have a separate family calendar um, where I will have sort of unticked all of the things. You know how you got like busy, open, tentative, yes. you know, in most calendars? It's kind of a bummer that everything that gets added to a calendar is by default busy because I flip all of that off. This is especially useful in things like Siri, where Siri will go, you have 11 things scheduled now. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Wow. Is that pretty good? You Was like that, that Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> you can't talk to your mother like that, Tom. <laughs> Uh, no, that was serious. That was not my official Catherine Hepburn. Oh, but uh, but but if you do that, so here's here's my tip to you. If you actually want to have coffee with that person, write it down. If you don't actually want to have coffee with that person, say zibba zabba, you know, fax my gal, and then don't worry about it because it'll never happen. But if we write it down right then, uh, that that helps. And here, here's my tip for this, which is really weird. It's a dumb hack, but this is what I do. If I run into somebody like on on the street or whatever, because as you know, I live on the street. If I run into somebody and we say, "Hey, are you available?" Um, you know, I don't know, what is a date? Whatever. This next Thursday, are you available at 10 a.m.? And they say, I'm pretty sure. And I say, well, okay, I'm going to write that down here and I'm going to invite you to that. I'm going to G-vite you to that. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a, uh, <laughs> this is so nerdy. I, uh, I'll begin the event title with, uh, with a Spanish question mark. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm the, the, you know, ups, the upside down question mark. I'm, you know, if I'm you got there. preguntas in Espanol, it, it begins and ends with a question mark, which I think is kind of cool. Like when you're reading a kid a book and don't know it, uh, a sentence ends in a question, it can be kind of awkward. And, uh, and, and so in this instance, what I'll do is I'll say, you know, coffee with Dan Thursday at, at 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if I know it's tentative, I don't use the tentative bit because not that many people use that. I'll put it in. I'll say upside down, you know, uh, Spanish question mark, coffee with Dan. And that way, if I glance my calendar, right? So, so, so you know, if, if you make an, a date with somebody for six months from now to do something, it may not happen. Now, if I've written down coffee with Dan, I'm for damn sure going to have coffee with you or you're dead to me. But <laughs> for, I, 10 but I, for 10 minutes. For 10 <laughs> minutes, we'll be broken up. Right. We got to make sure we share that text expander snippet. Um, but I, I actually think that's really useful because here's what I do then. Now, if I have to see, and, and getting back to why the pattern serves the pattern, um, if I do that, first of all, that means I'm being honest with myself about what I'm actually going to do. It means I don't worry about what I'm missing. My biggest problem right now, this happened to me this morning with a guy who texted me about like, are we still going to do that thing? I, you know, if, if I make a, make a date with somebody via IM or via Twitter, by, by like a DM, like that's when I get screwed up because I may not remember to write it down. And, and I'll, I've agreed to that. And so I've tried to really get in the habit of using something like Fantastical. It's so easy to hit a key and type and have it, you know, go straight into where you want it to go. But, but here's the neat part. So I can capture as um, promiscuously as I want. I can write all that stuff down. That little uh, Spanish question mark lets me know that it's, it's tentative. And then when that's finalized, then I take that off. Why is it useful? Well, if I'm scanning a page for stuff I have to do in the next month, I can see the stuff I definitely have to do. And then I can also see the stuff that I'm pretty sure I have to do. And if I'm doing something like a review or I'm planning ahead, I can scan for any of those question marks. I can, in fact, search for those question marks in, in BusyCal or wherever and, you know, and, and decide what I'm going to do. 
And, and why is that great? Because if I want to go schedule a, a definite coffee with somebody I want to definitely have coffee with, I have confidence that I can look at my calendar and know to a certainty what I'm doing on that day that I have to do. If I have to do something, it goes on the calendar. If I don't have to do something, it never, ever goes on the calendar. It's, it's a really... Um, I don't even put stuff like, I very rarely even put stuff like deadlines for bills on there. I mean, I have, I sometimes will keep track of like, oh, I'm expecting a payment for something on this date or I have to pay a bill by this date, but I don't put that on my primary calendar. I will do that in OmniFocus as a reminder because that's where that goes for me. But to me, that becomes really powerful. The pattern serving the pattern is if I know that I trust that calendar to be all stuff I have to do, then I can very easily, if somebody says, throws out some date at me, I can look at it immediately and know, um, whether I'm available. And moreover, I can look at the rest of that week at that time. And because I've written down stuff like when I'll be out of town, this all sounds really, really obvious until you think about how many calls people never have, how many things people space. You know what I mean? And so when it, when, to say that I live in my calendar is true to an extent, but like I say, I, I think I live outside my calendar. Right. Because that, I, the I calendar try- is the tool for you to have the life you want. Yeah, the, the calendar is like my existential sin eater. Like it's doing all of this heavy lifting that I don't even want to have to think about. I, things that I don't want to have to fuss and worry about. And, and the reason that I'm so tightly wound about that as somebody who used to sit and fiddle with index cards is that it, it isn't simply to be productive. It's, it's to be not anxious. You know what I mean? And again, back to getting things done, a, a concept that, that means a lot to me in getting things done is you know, this notion of the inbox. So the inbox is where anything goes that, well, I should put this differently, processing in GTD is the notion of taking anything in your world that isn't where it needs to be forever and making a one-time decision about where it needs to go. And then later on, you can review and decide if it needs to go somewhere different. But if you have all of that uh, uncertainty or incompletion, uh, staring at you all the time, it can be very difficult to get anything accomplished. So I guess the bigger pattern is, is not simply just to use a calendar and write things down. Um, and I do share them with people, much to people's annoyance. I share them, you know, in, in Google Calendar. But um, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I can, I, I usually tick off modify this event. So if other people want to modify it, they can. But I, I really like that. And that notion of knowing where something goes has been a real force in my life. You know what I mean? I mean, if I'm walking around, I can write something on an index card, but I would never sit there and write it down on the calendar because that's not where it goes. Anything that I need to just have around goes into NVAlt and I can find it really quickly. You know what I mean? I don't need to have every manual um, in, um, in NVAlt. And, and when I say in NVAlt, that means it's a text file that at least for, for now in the Apple world is synced across all of my devices. I keep code snippets in there, stuff like that. But again, I never have to worry where that is. If I ever have to look anything up more than once, it goes somewhere, usually tagged with outboard brain. It means an old Cory Doctorow term. If there's anything I've ever had to look up more than once, there's a good chance I'll have to look it up again. So that goes, again, you know, into someplace I can find it. That could be in Dropbox where it's a searchable PDF. But, you know, this is one of those things where you can, again, to quote David Allen, you can really get wound around the axle with all of this stuff. You can get so obsessed with this system uh, whatever it is that you don't end up doing any work. The the really nice thing, as you like to say, the Zen part of this. I never. <laughs> what about chocolate? Can chocolate be Zen? No, it cannot, Merlin. It cannot. <laughs> what if it's chocolate and not chocolate? And chocolate. Blow your mind. Yeah. Chocolate. Chocolicious. Chocolicious Zen. 
Uh, anyway, I don't know if this is interesting. It's probably not. But uh, that's, the, that's the reason that I am tightly wound about the calendar because I take it seriously. Like if, if I, it, I've been that person that goes zibba zabba, let's do that thing. But I hate being that person because there are so many things that I genuinely would like to do. And maybe more saliently, there's so many things I'd like to do that I know I can't do. And, you know, I have to make a decision about that. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here all day wondering what I should be doing, you know. And, and then and here's the other thing uh, from a selfish, practical standpoint. We've talked about what I call Telephone Thursday, which is just this notion that I, I think everybody should have, um, I don't know if it has to be a day of the week, but I would set aside time on a regular basis to stay in touch with people, which is the nice way to put it. The, the selfish way to put it is like, I do not want my entire calendar to be chalked up with 30 minute things. That drives me nuts. If I have a whole Thursday full of calls and, and visits with people, I, I really enjoy that. And that's always the first place I try to put it. If I don't do that, here's what happens. If I don't do that, like I say, oh sure, let's have a call at 10.30 on Tuesday, which is probably the worst time in the universe to have a call scheduled. Because now you don't have that, that much time in the morning to do stuff. And you don't really have in the early morning. And then you don't have that, that much time in the late morning. Because in my case, I talk a lot. That phone call is going to be 70 minutes. And by that time, it's lunch. So I've been sitting around waiting for the call because that's how my brain works. Whereas on a, and then, and then of course, if they skate on the call, I don't know what the hell to do. I got to go look at a GTD kind of list to decide what to do. Yeah. You're shut Um, down. You're, you're shut down. You're frozen. Well, that's, that's my personality flaw, but I'm like that. You know, I'm, I am a procrastinator at heart. And, you know, I, just the whole looking at the calendar and seeing such a small amount of vertical space between the line that represents now and the line that represents when something starts is really stunting to me. And so, you know, I guess I feel like the, the goal of all of this stuff, the practical component is to relieve stress and anxiety about things that it's ridiculous to have stress and anxiety about, but it's also to provide yourself blocks of time. When people say that's fine for Merlin or or whatever flavor of that, it's a lot of times because they've allowed their time to be cut up into these meaningless blocks, which for somebody who's in technology, not me, but like somebody who's who's a developer, as you know, that's about the worst thing you can do is to give yourself 30 minutes uh, at a time to try and do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, time boxing, time boxing though. Tell me what that means. I've heard that term. Tell me what that means. I don't know exactly what it means. I'll tell you what it means. That's different. That's different from chess boxing. What do you, what do you know? You know what I got. Hmm. Hmm. Here's my understanding. It's a, it's like a time management thing. And what you do is you say, we're, we're going to, we're going to set up a certain amount of time to do something. And again, this is where probably my understanding of it goes away from what the traditional people uses, but whatever happens during that time period, that's the, that's what we wind up with. So we're going to time box something, which means, oh, we'll spend 30 minutes on this and no more. And it's fixed, right? And at the end of this, Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you've got, that's all you got. You know that you you can't sit around all day, "Ah, well, I'll come back to it later. Let me do some email. You know that it, whatever we come, so I'll, t- I'll give you an example. Uh, when it, You know who Dan Cederholm is, the designer Dan Cederholm? 100%. Love that guy. I mean, I've never met him, but he's awesome. When we were creating the Corked website, uh, he had already come up with the name Corked, and he even had the little logo, Corked. So he, he had the idea for it, and it was funny because I was talking to him on the phone, and I was, I was pitching him the idea for Corked. And he's like, I actually had this same idea. I'm like, really? He's like, and I have a domain and a logo for it. 
So we, that's how we started deciding to work on this thing because he, he had already been thinking the same thing and then totally unbeknownst, I had started pitching them the idea. So that's what, that was sort of the Genesis story. But what was interesting about that is we still needed like a company name. We didn't want to call it Cork because we had the idea we might do other things down the road. Well, we wanted to come and figure, we wanted to figure out a, you know, a domain name, a company name. And we sort of did the time boxing thing. We said, all right, it's what it's noon now, whatever I did, whatever the best idea. And I, again, I don't know if this is time boxing or not. I'm sure we'll get email and says it's not, but whatever idea we come up with it by 3 PM and we each were just tossing ideas back and forth over email while we worked on other things, whatever we have at 3 PM, we'll look at them. What we have on 3 PM, we'll just pick the best one. And then we came up with the name for the, for the company from that. But it was a really neat exercise because we knew like we weren't going to sleep on it. We weren't going to wait till tomorrow. Uh, you know, if we'd been in the same room, we probably would have done it in, in less time than that. Time boxing. So there's a constraint of time. I'm just, I don't have time to read this whole Wikipedia page. I'll, I'll be distracted. But there's the constraint of time you arbitra- or somewhat arbitrarily put onto something is time is the main driver of what I mean, when the time is done, the clock is up, put your pencils down. You've got to decide what you're going to do next based on what you accomplished in that box of time. Is that right? Yeah. And then pencils and then down. Pencils down. And then yeah. you get you do that a lot and you get better at it. Is that right? Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking well, you yeah, must. because then yeah. you know. But what's nice about it is you know on the one hand, you are going to produce something during that time. You're you definitely will come out with something. And you know also at the same time that like you're not going to have to come back to this later. You can't put it off. You can't procrastinate. You can't sit back and, well, I don't know if I want to. You, you've got to move to do it because you, you've made that commitment that at the end of that time, no matter what, whatever is – if you come up with one idea, you're going with it. And even if it sucks, you're going to make it work. So that puts the pressure on you. Lights a fire under you. Come well, how, up with do you, how do you good. decide? So when you set a time, so you're saying like there's two hours to do a thing. Yeah. So you say two hours, but it's the two hours you say we've got to uh, have a acceptable sketch of a logo in two hours. Like how do you decide the scope of what you can do in the two hours? Or how, how do you know? You know what I mean? That's a great how, question. How, how you, I think it's different for everything. How do you pose the question that will be answered after two hours? Well, I, I guess you have to determine... You know what? By based on past experience, how long something's going to take? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. For us, we said three hours. Oh, what do you think? Oh, three hours. We just gave it three hours. I could see that being useful at a lot of stages in a project, but it can't and, be. And, it can't be like, well, we'll do this in two weeks. I mean, it, the the idea is that it's like a short period of intense focus, and you know that whatever you've got at the end of it. You know mm-hmm. what else this is like? This is like in Minecraft, right? I know you play this a lot. And the, when you first start out in Minecraft, you, you know that when nighttime comes, the zombies are going to come out. You know this. And you know you've got to build a shelter. So you can't spend mm. a ton of time, you know, building a perfect little shelter and forging glass and all these other. You just got to build something that will get you through that first night so you don't get killed by the zombies. Now, if you're lucky enough to find coal, well, then, yeah, you can bring some coal back in and, and then you'll be able to make some torches and maybe even do some mining to pass the evening. And then it's daytime, you can go out and forage again, kill some cows. Hmm. See, but you know you have that urgency. The first priority is this. And it, it, having that urgency can often lead to creativity, I think. 
I think you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I want to learn more about that because um, that sounds. I've heard that term a lot. The, the other, the other place that um, I've seen this advice and and where this advice has served me well is in writing. Um, and gosh, I wish I could remember where I got this from. In one of those myriad writing books I have read, but um, you know, there's there's again back to the calendar, right? You go, oh, I haven't written my novel yet, and so I'm going to block out these six weeks to work. You know, even though I've never written anything this long before, I'm going to block out all this time and do it. And <clears throat> the real the real challenge, you know, it's it's a it's a rally, not a race. A, a better way to try and write regularly is to say, I'm going to have my butt in the chair at this time. I know it takes me this much time to ramp up, but I think most people who write professionally. I think who write professionally a lot will tell you there's only so much writing you can do in a day. And if you're me, I mean, not just with regard to writing, but with everything, I know that if anything, if I'm going to get anything accomplished in the day, it's very likely to be in the earliest part of the day. Why is I know, that? I mean, why is that? Well, I, I have my theories as to why, but I know that the, the factuality of that is unassailable. If I, if I have not written anything, if I have not written anything by, say, 9 a.m., there's a 50% chance that I won't write anything that day. If I haven't written anything by 11 a.m., you know, anything of, of consequence, uh, there's about an 80 or 90% chance I'm not going to write anything that day. I, I've very rarely written anything good afternoon. I very rarely started anything good. Because that I don't know if that's my chemistry. I don't know if it's my circadian rhythms. Right. But uh, I know that's good, true for me. And, and I, I think I've talked about this before, but when I was going through the debacle of the book, this is why it was so silly to me to sit there and say, okay, well, uh, now my wife will do bath and I'll go right for nine hours starting at seven o'clock. And it never worked out. I felt worse. Yeah, I was tired. And so I had to accept, uh, this is a rehash, but I mean, this is important because I, I had to learn and accept that there are certain times of day that certain things can happen. So, so the tip here for people who, who would like to write more is to set aside time, a block of time. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm going to start writing at 9 a.m. and I'm going to just write, 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 write. Uh, if you're really serious about it, I think you are likely to have better results by saying I not only have a start time, but I have an end time, right? And this is where the, what you're describing as time boxing right. comes in. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think 90 minutes is a pretty good amount of time. I think, you know, if, if you're getting started with wanting to write, I, I bet this could be drawing too. I bet this could be songwriting. I bet this could be almost anything. 90 minutes is a really good amount of time if you can find it. And you can probably find it if you try really hard, which is to say like for 90 uninterrupted minutes, I'm going to sit here. Um, you know, I, I, I personally, I would say just be okay with the fact that you're going to sit there. Eventually you'll write, but you're definitely going to sit there. Um, you're not going to sit there for five hours. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Even if you don't come up with anything that day, hopefully it's just that day, um, then you know in 90 minutes you get to go, you know, go make, make your Facebook or whatever. But if you know that it takes you, like I say with me, it takes me like over 11 minutes to start writing anything. Just I have to just make a bunch of junk before I make anything. Um, but if you, if you know that there's a time, and I, again, I apologize. I can't remember who said this. Somebody like Don Murray said this, but if you set aside a certain amount of time, in his case, he would always, Don Murray, late Don Murray would always write in his day book while he was making coffee. So he starts the coffee, he sits down and something like, I guess coffee makers used to take more time, but in about 15 minutes, he'll have written a bunch of stuff in his day book. Very unstructured, could be stuff about his day. It could be bits for classes, whatever it is. That's a habit. And that's a habit you can live with because you're going to make coffee no matter what. So you might as well sit down and write while you're waiting for it. But that 90 minutes, I like that 90 minutes for so many reasons. I mean, cynically, yeah, it's great because even if you're eating the booger that day, like you're not going to have to eat boogers all day. You're, there's a point when you get to go and do something else. 
But you, anybody can sit somewhere for 90 minutes. If you're not a child, you can sit there and do it for 90 minutes. You can draw for 90 minutes. Maybe, maybe 90 minutes isn't right for you. But if you set aside that amount of time on a regular basis, I think that can be healthy. Now, if you need to put that on your calendar, that's okay. But here's the thing. If you miss that four times in a row, take it off your calendar, right? Because now you're putting blue food into your refrigerator. Like don't, <laughs> don't put... And here's the thing, Dan. You don't want to put a bunch of junk in a place that's really valuable, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I like that idea. I like that time boxing idea. I think that's, I, I want to learn more about that because even just glancing at that page, it's, it's kind of um, clicking my buttons with the idea of, you know, scope and budget, um, quality, all those kinds of things. But um, I like that idea. Let's come back to someone tell you about something I like. What you got? You heard about this, uh, this Squarespace? Have you heard about this? Mm, <clears throat> no. Okay, this is exciting. I'll keep it quick. Um, <clears throat> Squarespace 6 is out and it's fantastic. Um, you can sign up for uh, your account today at squarespace.com slash back to work. And uh, it's, it's, uh, we've talked about it a lot here. I don't know if you're aware of that, Dan, but it's, uh, it's a, wonderful, a wonderful way to build your, your web presence and it's really, really fun to make. And to show you how fun it is, uh, we've been working with Squarespace uh, to do some screencasts. And I'm finally, after much delay, sorry, Ryan, finally getting, getting these things pushed out and uh, so far, we got, I've put out three screencasts that show me basically starting over with my, uh, my own website. Uh, a lot of it's still silly stuff and Lauren Mipsum text, but these screencasts will show you why we are so excited about Squarespace, why we go on about this for, for like, you know, 35 minutes every week. It really, really is, it, it is very fun. It is very different, but it's, it's a way that I am prepared to start thinking about websites. Right. If I need to go make something that's artisanal and I want to go roll my jekyll, like I can do that. If I want to GitHub my checkout, I can do that. Right. If I want to go uh, closure my uh, my my Erskine, my Haskell Haskell my uh, Erlang, I, I can do that. But in this instance, I just want to get a bunch of stuff up. Um, and I have to say, this week's uh, this latest screencast, which I put up last night, is on blocks, which I erroneously kept calling widgets, but blocks. And don't you think blocks are really where it all comes together? Because you just drag these widgets onto a page <laughs> and you can make a markdown thing. You can make an image thing. You can make a gallery thing. Did you like that image? Where, did you like that gallery where I was Dalrymple? Did you like that? <laughs> that was pretty good. The reason I like these screencasts, if you're anybody who's sitting here and if you're still listening, God bless you. But if you've been wondering all along why we keep talking about this and why we think it's so neat, uh, go check out this particular screencast because you'll see a little bit of the magic. The next one's going to be even more magical because it's where we start getting more into the layout engine and how you can make things uh, into columns and floats and, and so forth. But uh, I would really love for you guys to check this out, both the service by going to squarespace.com slash back to work. But please also check out the screencasts because they're, they're, they take a long time to make, even though they're very silly and full of errors. Uh, the first one is on kind of getting started with understanding, uh, you know, uh, content collections versus blocks. The second one is on the really cool stuff you can do with content collections, which are things like blogs and pages. And the latest one is getting started uh, with putting the blocks on the page and making your thing. I know this this will probably all, all sound like like crazy talk. Please go have a look. It's in show notes. Uh, just really quickly, if you have a web browser on your uh, internet PC, go to merlinm.com slash s6 and you can see uh, these screencasts. I'll put uh, that right in the show notes there. Thank you very much. You're but uh, but here's the thing. You can go and uh, you can sign up for this. You get a, a two-week free trial. I called it a free account. That's not really accurate. You get a two-week free trial. No credit card needed. And then when you're ready to uh, sign up, you get a discount for signing up for a year. You get a bigger discount if you sign up for two years. And as a listener to Back to Work, you get 10% off any purchase with this month's uh, offer code. This is the last week of eight. And uh, the offer code is so old. One word, so old. 
which is really... It's apropos become, for, for you. Become a hell of a meme, Dan. So thank you for that. Thank you. You know, people are not toot me about this now. It's uh, about how aged I am. Well, it looks like you have a... In the, especially in the videos, it looks like you have a gray yeah. goatee. I shaved. I shaved in the latest mm. one. Well, in the first, in the earlier episode, the quick intro. I think I'm getting that Flintstone uh, muzzle. I think I'm getting that thing where I'm just always going to be like a, like a creepy guy at a liquor store. You're going to be? You want me to carry that to the car for you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, what Stubbly is that? Joe. Thank you, Stubbly Joe. I'm good. <laughs> Okie doke then. God, what a head of hair you have. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Man. Thank you. I, have, I have thin hair, but it's dense. Every, every operator says that. Every, all of my hair operators have told me that. That I have, they have very fine. Have you ever felt my hair? It's extremely soft. I would Ask love. Anybody. I would love to. Anybody, anybody who's ever touched my hair, please let them know. I also, my hair smells good. I use Aveda products. You know? I could see the way that you sort of like you. I can imagine you put the mousse on both hands and you kind of work it in, and you're kind of scrunching, scrunching, scrunching as you work it in. That's what's wrong in seven ways. It's wrong. No, I'm a slapper. I'm a slapper. I take a little bit of, uh, so go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Uh, the offer code this month is so old. And please visit merlinm.com slash S6 uh, just to go check out these screencasts. Have you looked at any of them, Dan? What a head of hair you have. Okay, our, our thanks to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. So here's what Thank I do. You <clears throat> Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. Thanks, Issa Bunny. Bok, bok. I've got, uh, I got this uh, Aveda hair stick. And, uh, and it's, imagine like a deodorant, but super gunky. And I just get a little on my palms and I do this. I spank, spank, spank my hand. And then I go, rub it like this. Always start in the back. You start in the back and go forward. Right? And then I can, uh, I can bend it to my will. Because my hair is very fine, but it's very, very dense. I'll put that in show notes. All right, put it in there. I, I heard a rumor that they'd stop making this stuff, the Aveda hair stick. And if that's true, I'm going to be inconsolable. You could just use like a Gillette stick or something. No, I can't. You know, I got into that Dollar Shave Club uh, thing. I think I'm, I'm going to cancel it probably, but it's, it's pretty cool. The razor's got 11 blades. My neighbors, <laughs> keep, running, my neighbors keep running over the blades. Because uh, they, you know, they're uh, a handful. Oh, it's still a, a Veda self-control. Self-control. Ain't that ironical? A Veda self-control hairstyling stick. I'm going to put that in the show notes. It smells really good. Ask anybody. Now, see, now me, I don't like going to the Aveda store. I think it's very invasive, Dan. I don't like people talking to me that much. I do not want your tea. You ever go to an Aveda store? Mm, I don't think I have. What I know? Hmm. Yeah, sure. You go in there and they're burning candles. They're giving you hot stone massages. Uh, there's usually a, a rather slight woman with a blunt cut, uh, has a tray with <laughs> tiny little bits of tea. I, I don't know if they're licensed to be giving out tea in a place like that. I think any place in a mall, you're supposed to have a, you get a rating and the health department comes in. And they say whether you're really in any position to, to have self-control sticks alongside your tea. I couldn't say. I'm not a professional. Mm -hmm. I'll add that to show notes. It's called Aveda Self-Control Hair Styling Stick 2.6 ounces, 75 grams for those of you in Canada. <sighs> yeah, writing things down. That's important. It helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. Okay, so time blocking and writing and all of these things. Uh, this is a very, very, very old one. Uh, this is from one of the shows people, when people still liked our show. Um, you know, <laughs> Whether, whether, whatever it is that you need, want to go home for, but first of all, really try to have something you want to go home for because that helps a lot. You know, I, I used to really be, and when I work with Dave, the marketing guy, <laughs> all right. I have Captain Merlin. When we worked, I mean, I love being the hero. I love looking down my nose at anybody who had to do anything that wasn't sitting there. 
I would, I would, you know, I would come in super early. I'd stay super late. I prided myself on occasionally having an 80 hour week. I thought that that was really, really cool when I was whatever, 25 or whatever, uh, 26, I guess. I'm so old. That was in the nineties. You know, spin doctors were still popular then. Popular then. Fiona Apple was four. Mm. Hmm. And, uh, and I thought that was great. I thought that was really heroic. And now today, like, I feel like some of the crappiest work I push out is because I, I, spent, I spent that time and did not have those constraints. And again, this is not necessarily a kid thing. This could be an anything thing. Like if you have a dance class you want to go to at seven and you want to eat before you go and have a shower, which really, and if you have a dance class, you know, be careful what you eat and definitely shower. That's a life hack. That is a but, life hack. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and so, and so uh, if you don't allow that time, then, then you're, you're going to be bummed. And if you, again, this gets straight back to the calendar stuff in some ways. When you put stuff on your calendar, it really is a little deal that you've made with yourself. It's, it's an existential contract with the universe that something's going to happen in time and space. All of a sudden, I'm Carl Sagan. But, but and <laughs> if you consistently break those, that existence breaks down. You stop trusting that calendar. Again, I, I love that example. Uh, I use this with Brett Terpstra. When I was on his podcast, uh, Systematic, a couple weeks ago, I, I think of <laughs> get a full, get a whole note. Hmm. What? No, it's just this is really it's beautiful. This is we should put this in show notes too, so people can get one of these bells. I'll tell you, man. Once you got a bell, everything changes. Everything changes. I said this. Uh, what was I talking about? Brett Terpstra. Brett Terpstra. What was, I, what was I saying? What was I talking about? I don't know. Terp. Terp it up. Uh, hair stick, putting things on the calendar, agreeing to do stuff. Oh yeah, the refrigerator. Um, I, I said this before, but this is this is <laughs> this has become such a controlling metaphor for me. Um, think about when you're in college, or think about when it's after college and you're just not good at this. Now, Dan, this does not sound like the kind of thing you would do, but like, okay, for example, in our house, we don't like wasting food. I, I you know, <clears throat> we're from a modest background, and it feels really bad, not for moral reasons, but just it sticks in my craw to throw food away. You know, and uh, of course that can get you into the thing where you're eating all your daughter's food because she won't eat it. But, you know, I don't like throwing food away. And so my wife in particular will do this thing that, that drives me crazy um, where there's like five noodles left. And so those five noodles uh, will go into a 20 cent Ziploc bag and you get it all sealed up nice and tight and that goes into the refrigerator right alongside a whole bunch of other Ziploc bags. Right, because you know it's at the moment you're done eating, you go well. Of course, I'm going to eat this eighth of a chicken. Obviously, I'm going to eat this sub breast. Why would I not save this? I'm not an idiot, right? <laughs> it's the same part of your brain that goes, "I'll remember what these seven digits mean." I will put this in here, and then I will have this tomorrow for some notional meal. Not even thinking about what's on your calendar. You're going to be out of town or whatever, and so you put that in there, right alongside all those other bags. And in, in, in my case, if I'm not careful, like the entire like there will be a whole level of our refrigerator that's things in plastic bags. And that's all I can tell. I mean, some of them are not looking very wholesome. The ones near the top are probably more recent. But in some <laughs> cases, if it's a big greasy piece of chicken, I don't even know what's in the bag. I just know there's something yellow in there that, that costs 20 cents to store. And you get one of those and you, you might have the stones to open it up and go, ew, old chicken, I'm done with that. If you get three of those, First of all, you get more and more in the habit of just throwing stuff in there. Ah, well, I'm a person who saves food. So you throw it in there. You don't eat it. Now you got four. Now you got five. Maybe not you. But I mean, I've had lettuce turn into a brown puddle, you know, when I was in college. And what happens? Well, you're not eating the food. You're not enjoying it. You're blowing 20 cents on a bag or whatever. And worst of all, your refrigerator has now stopped being a place where living food lives. 
Now it's a place where old food is stored and you pay to cool it. And you got a big bunch of bags of blue. That's pretty good. I like that one. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like, I think your task list is no different. I think your calendar is no different. If you throw a bunch of crap on your calendar that you aren't promising yourself to do, you might as well be throwing rotten food into your, you might as well be like putting compost into your crisper. There's no sense to it at all. Uh, task list, you know, do what works for you. But I think that calendar thing is true. These little lies that we tell ourselves can, can really grow. And, and they, it becomes very attractive. It, it does become like this big ball of lint that just keeps grabbing other little lies, you know, until there's hardly anywhere to lay down. Also, there's <laughs> dust everywhere. Right. That's no way to live. No. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. You'll be all right? Yeah, I might need to lay down. Do we really have two more sponsors? Yeah, man. I know we got the first one. Are you sure we got the second one? I'm, I'll, uh, the first one I know about. The second one I thought. Hmm. It's hard okay. to keep track, but uh, this is what I'm being told. Are you sure? I'm sure I'm being told. You're being told? Mm-hmm. You want to tell me about something you like? Tell about something I like. Something I like, too, but yeah, well, I got to tell you. Yeah, it's the thing. Merlin's Zungwin. Sponsors, oh, like of, Na- sponsors of NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> See, and now people know when I, they know when I do the sponsor that, it, that it's just going to be concise. They're not worried that they're going to have to, you know, go make a microwave dinner or something. Oh, is that what they know? Mm-hmm. You don't get a bell. What time is it? Wow. Okay. No bell? Let me see if I get this one to be you. Broken up for 10 minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please continue. It's Ting. 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 T-I-N-G. Yeah. Ting. Let me tell you what this is. It's mobile that makes sense. It's no BS. And what these guys did is they found out a, a way to take the, all the things that we hate or fear. <laughs> he says, Merlin, I am's me. Should I read them with it? Oh, we can't, you can't answer. No, 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 please, please go ahead. It's uh, it just, it's a Texas Spanish shortcut. Please read it. Is we're officially broken up for 10 minutes. We may speak again after one thirty-eight twenty-three 23 PM. All right, please, please continue. Okay. Uh, so let me let me tell you what they did. These guys went out there and they said, "Well, look, we'll we'll take it. We'll take a really good infrastructure, and on top of it, we'll put the kind of service that makes sense. We'll, we'll make it no BS. We'll make it easy for people to use. And this this is this is the concept, truly and completely contract free. So what that means is you take your phone. There are no early term, termination fees. There's no nothing. You choose the kind of plan you want." It can be whatever kind of service you want. Do you want voice minutes? Pick, pick how many you think you want. Text messages, megabytes of data, sure. But it's all billed separately. There are never penalties. There are never overage charges. If you use more than you thought you would, you just pay for what you use. If you use less, then they drop you down to the, to the level that you actually hit. And they credit the difference to you on your next bill. And so listen to this. You got voicemail, you got caller ID, you got tethering, hotspot, three-way calling, call forwarding, all of this is free. When you get your bill, you'll never see like mysterious line items on it. It's, it. They charge you for what you use, plus whatever taxes they are legally required to collect. No hidden, no recovery fees, none of the, this is nonsense. And each device on the planet costs six bucks per month. It's all online. That's where everything is. But I mean, of course, they have uh, an 800 number. You can just call it anytime between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. A human being will pick up the phone. And of course, they have awesome online support, so you can go. It's a to, really, it's a really cool site too. Now you're using one of these uh, things. I'm using you've tried this. it they, out. Uh, you've experimented with it, and yeah, you, I don't know how much been in there. Say, but they gave us an opportunity to try this out. And I, uh, to my knowledge, right now, it is. It's. Uh, let me just put it this way: if they ever make this for the iPhone, I'm, I'm going to be so into it because I, I there's a company that I have to 
do things with for the phone. And it, it, it rhymes with shmay, fee and fee. And <laughs> I don't like how much money I have to give them all the time for stuff that I don't use. It's really crazy making. And I don't, I don't know how to change my bill. I call, I get very confused. And then I, I, I wake up and I feel like I've been hit with a bag of laundry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm very tempted to get my own Android phone just for phone calls and then take the absolute minimum. Because here's the funny part of this. Most, a lot of us don't use the phone a lot. This is the irony of this. It seems to me like on some level, you may not buy this. Uh, so you might not uh, pick up a, a, a Ting uh, plan because you make lots of calls. You might do it because you don't make that many calls. You know what I mean? And if you need more, you get more. And I don't feel like I have that flexibility. I have a... Uh, here, hang on. Do you have just a quick second? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I have 116,428 rollover minutes. On, on <laughs> Is that and, real? Hmm, no. And uh, it's a scientific phone notation. And it drives me crazy. There's so much stuff where I feel like I'm really compelled to buy this certain amount of stuff. You know, it makes me almost want to just go like buy an unlocked phone. So, I mean, I, I, I could see myself totally using this service, really even just for a phone phone. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I do everything I can to not use my phone on my iPhone. <laughs> when I do want to use a call, I don't go anywhere near using the number of minutes I've got. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would see a lot of value in this. Well, anyway, yeah, there's a special URL. Five by five. Are you saying there's not a lot of value in this, Dan? Is that your proposition? I think there's a lot of value. Yeah. I just, you kind of went on for a while. Oh, did I screw up your short No, thing? it's all right. Oh, it's not short anymore. That's all I'm saying. Five by five dot ting dot com. Go there. Learn. Have to be that URL. Five by five dot ting dot com. But go there and you get 50 bucks off your first ting device. So it's worth it. Five by five dot ting dot com. Thank you very much to the, the lovely uh, ladies over at ting. <laughs> dot com for making the show possible. They give you a subdomain? Of course. Dang. I'm worth it. That's how you roll. I'm worth it. That's how you roll. I'm worth it. It's a, it's a really cool site. It was, uh, it's, it's very fun to use. Hmm. Whole subdomain. That's nice. Hmm. <sighs> it's complicated. Rondo Hatton. I'm updating the link here. Make oh. sure it goes to the right place. All right. I do all kinds of stuff you never see, Dan. It's all, they call it behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. You're a behind, behind the scenes the kind scene. of guy. I'm like the COO. The coo. Wow. Coo. Love it. That seems like a really an unsung job being the COO. I wouldn't want that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> practical components. You know, I re-listened re- to that episode where I said I wasn't going to give answers anymore. I think I, 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 I think I kind of fell away from that. Well, you're giving a lot of answers this time around. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, I think this, the things that we are theoretically talking about here are all things where there actually are some answers or there, there are at least solutions to try. Um, the stuff that interests me that we talk about on this program, uh, almost across the board, are all impossible problems, which is what makes them interesting problems. Um, if you're listening to a podcast about uninteresting problems that are easy to solve, um, wow, that's, you should get a hobby. Um, this is, this is about hard stuff, right? And if, if it were easy to do, then we wouldn't need to be here. Um, but the funny part is, you know, once you get past some of the mental blocks about this stuff, there's some really practical components to what you can do to review. Uh, you can stop, I was going to use a, a, a colorful way to say this. You should stop treating your calendar like some trollop. Like don't, don't, you know what? That time is precious. It doesn't seem precious because you waste it on stuff, maybe. It doesn't seem precious because you feel like everybody pushes you around. But that, that is a map 
the, your your calendar over the next few months. That stupid thing that you have sitting there and looking at you, whether you like it or not, like that is your map uh, for the territory that you will be walking across for, for the next few months of your life. I mean, does that map look like where you want to be walking? You know, and if there's no map there, how do you have any idea where you're walking? If you can't find an hour and a half to work on your book or mm-hmm. to or to to improve your drawing or to try and find another job, if you can't find those blocks of 90 minutes, and I have to say, I think 90 minutes uh, is just in general kind of a good block for stuff. Two 90 minutes in the morning, two 90 minutes at night, like, or, you know, after lunch, that's a, that's a pretty powerful day. Hmm. Like a sprint. They call it a sprint. Is that a sprint? Is that what they call it in the agile? Sprinting? Is that a sprint? Hmm. Lindy? It's pairing. Okay. Pairing. Is that, that's like a form of breeding. It's like where oh. you, yeah, you pair, you pair, 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 pair programming. That's right. And you, uh, you got pragmatic, uh, yesterday's, uh, pragmatic weather. Uh, I think, uh, I, you know, that's, uh, not to bust a gut here, but I think, I think that that, that calendar should look, look like the life that you want to have in some ways. Uh, it, I think it personally, I think it can be very instructive. Uh, we sit there and you look at a new month. We've got a new month coming up. Like if you go look at your calendar for, in this case, we're recording this in, uh, in, um, in August of 1968. Uh, it's a tumultuous year. The Beatles are tearing up the charts. If you go and look at your September 2012 calendar, it's kind of probably look pretty light mm. compared to your August 2012 calendar. I don't know if that's the case with you. I have a certain amount of stuff. I'm fortunate enough to have only a certain amount of stuff that is my hard landscape for the next month. But when I look back at this previous month, there's all kinds of stuff on there that I never would have imagined putting there a month ago. It could be this was the opportunity I could go and get a haircut. It could be that this ended up being the time when my daughter and I would go out to dinner or my wife would go for a run. There's all these things on there. And I can look back at that last month if I choose to and, and, to des- and decide what the trend line on my human beingness was based on that last month. Uh, and that, that, yeah, in some ways that becomes like a journal. Like I say, some people use stuff like day one or a, you know, a programmer's notebook for this. But, you know, again, in GTD, as part of a weekly review, or however often you choose to do reviews, one of the things on the review list, yes, you collect everything in your world that's not where it's supposed to be. You're going to go through all your email. You go through all the stuff. Something he recommends that I think is super smart, you look at the last month of your calendar and see if any action items jump out of that last month. Because you may have forgotten to do a follow-up on something like a meeting that you had. You probably forgot to do a follow-up on at least one meeting. You can generate a lot of activity um, out of what you did in the last week or the last month. So part of the review is looking back. Is there anything I need to do as a result of all of this? You can also do an amazing uh, amount of looking forward. When you look at that September, when you look at your next 30 days of your life, that's going to tell you a lot of things. For one thing, you may suddenly notice when you look at that calendar, like right now, go. On, on your home PC, go and look, or wherever you are, go look at your September calendar. Is there anything on your calendar right now where you have two things that are scheduled at the same time? Maybe more likely, is there anything on your calendar where you have two things that are scheduled so close together, you know there's absolutely no way that you can do both? In my case, I'm a talker. For me to schedule a 10-minute phone call, I mean, that's like thinking I'm going to go to the bathroom once in a day. It's just it's not going to happen. That's just not how reality is. If I try and stack up four calls in a morning, I'm going to be exhausted, impatient, and I'm going to have really crummy phone calls with people. You know, sort of like you said with the time blocking, have you allowed reasonable amounts of times for all the things that are on your calendar? Now, are there times, are there things that you could be grouping? Like if you've got three things scheduled uh, for a day, maybe it's errands, maybe it's something where you got to go to Costco in a certain part of town. Are there other things that you could gang into that trip? 
Now, that may not go on your calendar. That might go on your Costco list. That might go on your, as a uh, geofenced reminder in OmniFocus. I, this sounds kind of random, but I mean, all of these things feed into each other. When you look at your task list, it can end up telling you things about what should go on your calendar. When you look at your calendar, it can tell you a lot about what should be on your task list. All of these things can also tell you, if you do it often enough, but not too often, it will also tell you what the trend line is on the stuff you'd like to be doing. You know, And so for me, if I look at that calendar... I, I notice things very quickly that are wrong. Like if I notice, for example, you know, like you go create a repeating event and sometimes I'll, I'll, you change a repeating event and it screws it up in the future, I'll immediately notice, wait a minute, back to work is not scheduled for every week. Or I'll see the big green stripe across a week and say, okay, I'm going to be out of town that week. I've got to reschedule stuff that week. Well, wouldn't you rather know about that now rather than in the future? And if this seems really bananas, like you're probably lying to yourself. Because I'll bet if you go and look at that September calendar, there's going to be some stuff in there that would surprise you. And maybe what would surprise you is how many days don't have anything on it. Should there be things on some of those days? If you have open time, like, do, do you, you know what? You could try it. Put in a 90-minute time to write some morning. If it doesn't work, I wouldn't keep doing it. But I don't know. I think, you know, like they say, the, the map is not the territory. But the thing is, most maps hew pretty closely to some territory. If they're responsible maps, they are a representation of some area. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, we could have our mission statements and our values and all these things we come up with about who we like to think we are. But the reality is that we are how we spend our time. And if you take that seriously, then you really must put this stuff someplace that's real. I really believe that. So we, we could talk more about that. We don't talk about productivity much anymore. We could do that. Were you, you reading know? that? Oh. I was so well put together. Hang on, let me check. <clears throat> <laughs> that's all I got it's just one card it's good you know in New Zealand <clears throat> I'm having trouble finding these the New Zealand index cards I got some index cards when I was in New Zealand that I like a hundred times better than any index cards I've ever used if, if any of you Aussies are out there just kidding uh, if there's any Kiwis out there that knows where I could find uh, some of these system cards they're very hard to find in the US and they're really can you hear this sounds you like hear a, how solid that is yeah, now listen to this solid. listen to this hang on that, that was one from Walgreens. This. That's Wellington, baby. They're really nice. It has a really dark pink line and, and really, really nice blue lines. It's beautifully made. This is an artisanal card. All I know about it is it's called a system card and the serial number on it is 64C. 64C. So um, I haven't been able to find them. You have to love your tools, Dan. Do you love your tool? I, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't admit that? Yeah. Yeah. Do we really have a third sponsor? No, I don't think so. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. We should talk more about Rondo Hatton. Hmm. Do you ever see Freaks? Freak, top, top, freaks, top, top. freaks and Geeks? No, no, no. I, I think you're thinking of uh, Josh Wheaton. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Will Wheaton. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's, uh, no. No, you're thinking of Josh the Oak. Um, Busy man, that Josh, with a real job. Have you ever talked to him? You know, he's very tall. I've never talked to him in person, but you can't tell height over the over the uh, phone, mm. which is the only reason I'm still successful. Mm. Well, can I just can I, can I take it and turn it? I was very surprised to find out how tall Josh is. He's literally he's taller okay. even than you. I saw I saw Veen the other day, and I think he's actually he's like nine feet tall. He's extremely extremely. Hey, you know what? I saw your buddy the other day. Saw, which one? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I just I just want to rub your nose in it. Oh it's yeah, because like, like, you're yeah, up there, like, Veen. No, the other one. The other one. F. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I also saw the guy from the science show. Ah, San Francisco. 
Um, uh, and so, uh, what was I talking about? A- index cards, Ev. Uh, what was the other thing? The um, uh, Felix, Felix oh, Josh, here's Felix. the thing. Josh is very tall, and you are leading me to believe that you're somewhat diminutive. Me? I'm not, as, the- I'm not as tall. I'm as tall, the same height as you. We're both, both really tiny. The devil I am, I'm 5'9", which is extremely normal. Well, I'm shorter than you. Shorter than you are. Calmer you know Wolverine? You know how tall Wolverine is? I don't recall. I think he's 5'2". No, much taller than that. Hmm. I still haven't made it all the way through uh, through Weapon. He's 5'3". Five, five, uh, his weight without the adamantium skeleton is 195 pounds. Okay. And, uh, and with it, it's uh, 300 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Is that really true about Juggernaut? The guy. Who yeah, I told you. It was, yeah, I told you. Was, I just I can't even, I can't even get my head for? around that. I don't think it's what people tune in for. You, you know, really, you should though. If you really, if it matters to you, you should get Wolverine on your calendar. His real name. I don't want to spoil this for you. James Howlett. Did you know that? Mm, yeah, James, I actually. It's Logan Howlett. It's from Canada. It's spelled with a U. All right, let's button this up. I love you. Oh, I love you too, Merlin Man. Oh, nice. 